everybody, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point. My name is Wombat, and this is my co-host, John Davis. How are you doing today, John? I'm okay. <laughs> so, How are you, man? I'm, I'm alright. John, can you tell me what, what this podcast is about? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true uh, that's not true we, it's kind of true though um it's about video games and other nerdy things like like light novels and anime although not as much about that mostly mostly if i had to put this succinctly this podcast is about the growing, burgeoning friendship between two kindred hearts. We've been friends for, like, three years. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Growing, burgeoning friendship in that we've talked to each mm -hmm. other probably, like, once a week for three or four years. At least once a week. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'd say we're still in the uh, the early stages. The early stages. Well, we'll we'll see if a, a spark happens and we get to you know year ten. Give each other some yeah. <laughs> give it a decade. That's how long it takes to solidify a friendship. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, what's your bright point this week? Your glowing weak point? I'm. Let's. We'll. We'll come back to me. Trust me. Oh. Well, we need to come back to me. What's. What's your glowing weak point? Oh God, I was really hoping to. Uh, to. To ask you so I could think about mine. Um. You know what? I've. I. Well. I, light novels. I. I've been. I've been reading Infinite Dendrogram. And I'm just about done with the 11th book. Infinite Dendrogram is such a good light novel series. Like, like masterpiece level. But the past two books have been kind of weird. Book 10 was like a, a collection of side stories and shit. And book 11 is gotcha. entirely a flashback to um, something that happened <laughs> before the main character like entered the, the story. Like weird, yeah, the entire thing. But I, I book tw it's really good, and book twelve should get us back into the action. Like I'm pretty sure it was just using these two books to set up what was going to come next, and it was really good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my glowing weak point. Here's the problem. Okay. My week. My week's been a little garbage. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My my week has has been uh, on a a bit of the downhill slope. Um, let's see. First off, uh, my wife's car died. Oh no! And that ruined that ruined a whole day because you know having to drive out to get her and then wait for the person to come to pick up the car and then take it to the place and then. And all of that's like an hour away, right? So, ev everywhere you go, it's it's a lot of time. And she drives an, uh, a manual, and oh, turns she, out that she the drives stick? yeah, Damn. oh yeah, I didn't uh -huh. know they still made stick cars. <laughs> they 
They do. Nowadays, you have to pay more for them, which is weird. Right. Uh, considering they're cheaper to make, but uh, I don't know. Novelty. The the clutches. Yeah, the clutch assim- clutch assembly is is trashed. Right. So damn. Uh, have to put a whole new transmission into it, which fortunately is less than if it was an automatic, because. The last time I had a car that needed a new transmission, because I typically drive automatic. I can drive stick, but, you know, I I typically just go the easy route. Um, when when you have an automatic transmission that needs replacing, you get a new car. Yeah, basically. I was about to say, like, if an automatic <laughs> transmission goes out, you don't replace that. That's just, the car I is mean, totaled. You can, and I have once before. It's not and worth it. And I got... I got a lot more years out of the car afterwards. It was worth it at that time, but most of the time it's not. Right. Um, when you've got an older car and that happens, it's it's just, yeah. Uh, Say goodbye. I, I understand um, car troubles a lot. You know you know about, like, my car catching <laughs> on fire and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now, because it's a stick and it's a little bit cheaper... Uh, and also, just buying a new car is very unpredictable. One, because we can't afford to buy a new car. We'd be buying a used car. Right. And New to you. The, the, yeah, new to us. And the problem with new to us is that it might be perfectly good. But in all likelihood, six months down the line, something's going to break. And we don't know what it'll be. Whereas, sticking with the car you already have, it costs a lot to fix the thing now. But we know the history of the car and that it's not likely to have another issue anytime soon right so you know had to bite the bullet and put a lot of money into this car and that that just hurts it hurts yeah it does um car troubles suck uh then you know as though my wife wasn't dealing with enough uh her childhood cat had to be put down because they had been alive for like 13 plus years and or no 17 i think it was i think it was 17 years which is a long time for a cat and yeah its quality of life was was just not at the point where anyone was happy with it and so that was sad because like i don't i don't like cats i'm allergic to cats cats don't like me um you know being in a place with a cat is detrimental to my health uh but it's still like it's still sad when something that's alive dies yeah like no no matter what it is like it's and it's especially bad because like so i i went with my wife because you know i wanted to be there to help support her I have a problem where, you know how, like, people wear their hearts out on their sleeve? Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the phrase, I wear my emotions on my face. What? <laughs> like, just, just anything, like, anything bad happens and I'm just crying. I don't give a shit, <laughs> but I'm still crying and, like, <laughs> can't talk well because tearing up and stuff it's it's miserable and and you're like the cat means nothing to me but it's so sad (laughs) yeah yeah 
And, you know, it's, it's, it's less about the cat and more about the fact that, like, I know that all the people in this room that are mourning this right. have had a lifetime's history with this, this cat, and it means a lot to them, and they're saying goodbye to a friend. It's called human that, empathy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the reason why I know I'm not a sociopath. Right. Uh, it's what sets <laughs> or at us least apart not completely. from the animals. Yeah. Um having empathy for other people and for things that were not, you know, related to at all. Yeah. Um, like but you're in, yeah. So you're not connected to, but you're in close proximity to this sad thing that happened. And it's like, wow, this mm-hmm. is a sad thing. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've had a rough week. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if I had to pick a glowing weak point, it would be work. And that's Damn. that's how bad this week was. <laughs> the the day you went into work. <laughs> no, no. I'll 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 talk cuz like the day I went into work was also horrible because Damn. apparently apparently nothing gets done that needs to until the day I go in. Right. It, it, so that it, it just it piles up through the week until I get there and do it. You're the guy at an office and I, who, like you go on vacation and you come back and they're like, "Hey, we've got all these all this work for you." And you look at your desk and there's just a pile of folders like a foot high. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, that le- legitimately like there are there are tells that I could look at and just see that hasn't been emptied or taken care of in exactly a week. Like, I I know that. I can see it, and I can see the amount. I know how much goes into that in a day. That's not one day's worth of things. That's six days' worth of things. So, screw all y'all. Uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about... Um, uh, I mentioned last week that I was going to be starting work back up with some of my employees on the game design stuff. And actually, like, that worked really, really well. Uh, we got in, had a, a quick uh, talk about, you know, getting catching them up to speed. And then we just blazed through it to the point where we're, like, a week ahead Damn. of schedule. Nice. Now, there's the, the unfortunate bit of that is that it piled a fuck ton of work onto me that I had to, like, I... I'm I'm basically ending this podcast and going to to do more work because I'm trying to get uh, certain things finished before tomorrow so that we can do some play testing. But yeah, like it went from a we need to work on on figuring out some of these mechanics and things to all right the game is done finish the prototype. <laughs> wow. So very very happy with that. And but is, is it, this a board has, game or a, an RPG or a video uh, it, video game or what? It 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 is a it is a card game. Okay. Yeah. Like a like a not like a collectible I, card say, game, like a like a smash no, up would, kind would, of card game. I would say the game it is most similar to is Dominion. Okay. Yeah. I, that that would be I have seen that, Dominion. That's, okay. Yeah. That's that's the game I would say it is most similar to. Okay. But it drastically different at the same time. But of course. <laughs> it's not like you just made Dominion um, again. No. <laughs> um 
But yeah, I'd, I'd say that. But of course, again, like with this, uh, last week we were talking about, um, not on the podcast, we talked about it after the podcast, which is weird, um, because normally we do all of our business decisions on the podcast. I <laughs> know, uh, we even had like a little bit of like producer talk before we started up recording today. That was interesting. Uh huh. It was. It was gross. I hated it. I could tell. Um, <laughs> You're like, why are we not doing this on air? Uh huh. What? This is gross. Uh, anyways, last last week we had talked about maybe um, talking about what anime we watched this week because there's a new season of anime. Mm-hmm. And and there's a bunch of things, and I'm watching a bunch of things, and you're watching a bunch of things. Unfortunately, though, the way this week worked was uh, spent all my time with car stuff, spent all my time uh, comforting people, and then worked all the rest of the time. So I have, uh, let's see, I've got the... I've got one, two, three, four, five different anime I need to watch that I haven't touched yet. That I've just, alright, here's a new episode, let me just save that for later. I hope eventually I'll be able to get to it. <laughs> right, so we were going to talk about anime a bit, a bit this week, but uh, we're probably going to have to shut that off to, to next time. Yeah. Yeah, which makes next week, uh, spoilers, going to be a very weeby week, but oh, yeah. that's that's fine. Anyways, hey, Wombat. John. What do you play this week? I played I played a little bit of stuff. Um, I see that we we <laughs> have a shared game on our list this week, though. So I want to I want to tell Indeed. you what I've been doing in Minecraft. Um, I dug oh, a, I thought you were going to talk about Destiny Two. N- no, <laughs> no, I dug a tunnel. Ooh. Well, I'm that's I, that's a long long time to do. I am currently just... digging a tunnel. There you go. Yeah. Um, I am. Uh, I have the tunnel connected from one end to the other. So this is a tunnel from the village where my family um, has, like, our, our home-based village. Like... Yeah. A- and then we went north and we found, like, a cool mine shaft over here once we added in the um, the mod pack that has, like, copper and technology and stuff. We have, uh, we, yeah. we have a mine shaft that has been, like, pr- procedurally generated after that was added in and a little bit to okay the, a little bit to the west of that is another village so like directly north of us is another village so i've been digging okay. a tunnel under the ground from like the the wall surrounding our village to the back of this village it it ended up in the back because there's a lake directly like right there (laughs) so i i was digging the tunnel and then all of a sudden water was pouring in on me and i'm like well i guess the tunnel's done (laughs) yep yeah um so that's what i've been doing um it's it's a long and tedious process we're trying well i i've been the one doing it so far but they're they're planning on helping me a little bit what we're going to do is we're going to finish out this tunnel i'm going to put um, stone all around it, you know, like you bake cobblestone and you make stone. So we're gonna have like a uniform yeah. stone look. Stone takes forever like to st- make. Also, I like stone bricks better, honestly, than cobblestone. The yeah, yeah stone stone better. bricks are are really nice looking. Yeah, as as opposed to just baked stone, 
Uh, I really like stone bricks. I see what you mean. Uh, a two by two of stone. Yeah. Um, in a crafting table. Yeah. Right. Um, but th- that's what we're planning to do right now. Uh, well, that and we're going to add like a rail system, a powered rail system. So like there's going to be okay. every now and then one of those like activator rails that's turned on. And then in between that, a whole bunch of like normal rails and then another activator rail so that we can just speed through from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, uh, suggestion. Suggestion. Instead of instead of using activator rails, why not just power the speed rails with redstone? That way they're just always powered. Oh, well, it's the same rail, right? It, like, you're just using a different thing to activate it. You're talking about just putting a redstone yeah. torch next to it. Correct. Yeah. Activator rails only activate for a couple ticks. And the thing about speed rails is that when they're no longer activated, they actually slow down or stop the cart. So you're going to have to throw in a lot of activator rails, or you could just have them always powered. I see. Uh, Yeah. That's a good idea. Which is something something you're going to figure out anyways, because it's going to come back and bite you. Right. (laughs) I mean, I'm currently in the process of needing to go and get iron and stuff to actually make the rails, and also widening out the tunnel so that it's not just like a... Like, the initial tunnel was a a two-by-two space. So I I want it to be a three-by-three so that it has a little height mm-hmm. and it's like the rail can be down the direct center of it. Yeah, you don't feel like you're bumping your head on the ceiling. Right. So that's that's what I'm currently doing is digging that out a bit, but I'm probably going to have to go get iron before then because I am swiftly running out of um pickaxes. I mean, really I need to go uh, get levels so that I can enchant more of my pickaxes. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, you said you're in a village? We are in a village. Okay, you need to get yourself a librarian villager and trade with them, and and you might need to get a couple librarians because I don't think it's a guaranteed based off of their, their trades. But one of their trades, one of their trade options is a enchanted book, which then you could buy that book and apply the enchantment to any item you choose but one of the enchantments that they can sell is mending and mending means that when you receive xp some of it goes to the weapon and repairs it oh infinitely so so long as you don't break the thing and you have a source of xp you will repair your items. And is an and enchanted book of mending the only way to get, like, the mending enchantment? Yes. I yeah. see. So, uh, now, you could get the, the books other ways, but honestly, villagers are the, the best way to do that. I see. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, another issue that's been cropping up with, with my tunnel is that I, I guess I didn't space the um, the torches close enough together. So as I was digging, Whoops. yeah. So as I was going back in and digging out the tunnel a bit, I turned around and I was like, "There's an Enderman down there." 
why is there an Enderman down there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I had a um, a creeper blow up and destroy a couple of my rails. Like, I didn't... Of course. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. it would, like, completely destroy them, but, like, it only left behind two, and I was missing two. Yep. Yep. What did you do in Minecraft? All right. Well, I started it, is is basically it. I I have started up a realm, and I've gotten a few friends into it. Um given them access to the realm. So the nice thing about a realm is that it's always up. It's like a server, but it's handled by Minecraft, so I don't have to do anything with it. I see. Um, and, uh, yeah, gotten, gotten several people in and picked a world that was a big continent. And I'm, I'm trying to get everyone to, if they can, stay in the same continent. Because there's, there's a lot of different... Um, uh, biomes on this continent. So it's it's not like you have to go away to get something special. Um, right. But that way, like, people can stay close and we can interact with each other. And uh, you start it out and you, you spawn, like, right next to a village, which is cool. I had to go around and put, block all the villagers into their, their houses so that they don't die like idiots. <laughs> and and then did like a little intro mining, but I I really didn't have time this week, so I I started a new Minecraft world. Yay! Yay! <laughs> That's fun. Hear more next time. Okay. Yep. Uh, tell me tell me about Final Fantasy twelve. You you streamed a little bit more of it last week. I did. Um, I beat the Cluckatrees. I mentioned that was going to be the next thing I did. Um. It, yeah. it was a little difficult. I did I did fail the first time. I didn't die. I like left once I realized that it was going to be impossible to win as I was. And then I went around for like okay. 30 minutes looking for any spells or anything that were available to me that could make it easier. Or possibly yeah. for a way to buy remedies and then just, like, get the uh, the remedy license that makes it cure Petrify. Um, oh. But I did not have a, an option to buy remedies, and there was no, like, the Stona spell was not available to me. So what I ended up doing was just um, strategizing my, my party out a little better. So I set my, my two party members that were with me to um target party leader uh, target the party leader's target and attack that and then i manually controlled my um <clears throat> my lead character because like the way the game is set up you can set up the entire party to be like ai so that you're running around and just like you're you can still like fuck up and not have it set right or walk into enemies that are just too strong for you and you're gonna have to figure something else out but most of the yeah. time, you can just set it up so that they automatically do what you need them to do. But I, I manually controlled the leader to attack the the main Cluckatrice instead of, like, the Cluckatrice hatchlings. And I just focused on that. And then um, at about half health, the Cluckatrice did petrify that character, and after, like, um, ten countdowns or whatever, he was turned to stone and disappeared. Mm -hmm. and, and then I just pulled out another party member and did the same thing. And it almost went south. 
at the very end, um, I got almost, almost, I got petrified again. And if I had gotten petrified one more time, like one of my party members was just healing and another party member was having a troubled, like dealing enough damage. So if this guy had really gone down, then there wasn't going to be anything else I could do. But like w- yeah. with two ticks left on the petrify counter, he uh, he he killed the cluckatrice. Nice. A- and then we uh, we healed up, um, and killed the uh, the hatchlings, and then that was it. Um, okay. After the- and then you you went through Bujerba a little bit more, and you got all the rest of your roster. Yes, I, I filled out the party with um, Ash and Pinello. Pinello and her Gumby legs, Ash and her big tall spear, and her weird hot pink miniskirt. Okay, wait, who has the Gumby legs? Oh, Pinello. Um, I, I would highly suggest looking up character art for, for these characters. Some of them are insane. Balthier has a really cool costume until you look at his hands and you see that he has like rainbow rings on his fingers. Um, Fran basically wears nothing. Like, I'm not sure what that outfit is supposed to be other than just straps of leather just across random Mm -hmm. parts of her body. But, I mean, that makes sense. She's supposed to be, like, a sexy bunny girl of the forest. Like, whatever. But then Ash... Ash is the princess... uh, Well, like, the... the, uh, What's the... What would be the term for a princess in hiding? princess in hiding okay like she's the (laughs) she's that of the kingdom but she walks around in like like a a shirt that bears her midriff and a hot pink mini skirt it's a it's a weird look for a princess and then pinello wears like she lives in a desert but i think she has like long sleeves and really tall boots that go up to her yeah really tall boots yeah (laughs) And, and, like, ages ago, I saw this um, cartoon on Newgrounds that said she had Gumby legs, and that's just stuck with me ever since. Because they do look like <laughs> fucking Gumby's legs. <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's great. But, yeah, I got them. Um, and then I, I did another hunt. I, I mean, I did two hunts, but one of them is really only worth talking about. Um, it was a big turtle. Um, the big turtle does a lot of damage. The big turtle, uh, it takes a lot of damage. Big turtle nearly Mm -hmm. killed me, but I won against big turtle first try. That's good. That's good. And then, um, at the end of my last stream, like I I said that I wanted to go get some rare, uh, uh, the, some items from some rare game that I had actually already hunted. Like they were already in my bestiary, but I wanted the items from them. And that kind of worked out. Like I'm going to stream again later today. I mean, it'll be in the past when this is like out, but currently I'm going to stream again later today. And what people are going to see I mean, if anybody shows up, is that I have, like, 700 license points on some characters, meaning I've killed, like, 700 enemies. And I I did get the Gladius dagger for Pinello, which is, like, a a mid-level dagger pretty early in the game. And I did get one set of golden armor, which I've put on my knight character, Bosch. 
Um, Ash could also wear the golden armor, but I spent an hour and a half or maybe even two hours last night after getting home from work trying to get another set of golden armor. And the <laughs> enemy was rarely spawning, which is not a problem I had when trying to get it for Bosch. Like, it was, like, almost every yeah. other time I went back with him, the enemy was there. This time, it was, like, every six or seven times I went back, like, it would show up. And then when I did kill it, it just was not dropping the item I needed. So, eventually, I just gave up. I'm like, I can't be sitting here just over-leveling myself <laughs> for ages trying to get a, a piece of armor that will be available later in the game. Like, it's not a missable piece of armor or anything so mm -hmm. it would have been nice to have i just I, I i can't do that anymore yep 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 tell me about if it if it drops into you then you'll get it but otherwise meh right tell me about destiny 2 uh well not a whole lot happened except for the fact that i finished up the glow on every single character so nice yeah the grind is everything's done. fully the grind is done i don't have to do any of that shit anymore and actually we had a little bit of fun with it because one of the things you had to do was complete a master or grandmaster nightfall and grandmaster you know we've talked a bunch about that right uh i i was thinking i would just get a couple people together to do a master nightfall because that's easy it's easy to do it. I mean, Grandmaster is not that hard once you're good, but, you know, you have to be good to do that. And you have to have hit the right um, level in order to, to do that. And uh, got one of my Grandmaster people on, and they were going to help me. And then we got another person on, and they had never done it before. Oh? And, and we're like, Hey, you want to do a Grandmaster? And he's like, no, there's no way. I, I'm trash at this game. I can't do this. Second try. Second try he did it? Se second try we got it. <laughs> I mean, it was... it was, And and the thing is, we didn't even cheese it. We just did the strike. <laughs> like, we just... We just did it. You didn't and it was, it was easy. You feet breaking through his shield? Yeah, no, no, this, this was like a legit one, and, and it's, it's not, it's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling to be at the point where you're, you're, you've gotten to the point in the game that you're good at it. Yeah. And the hardest things are like, yeah, it's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I can handle this. Yeah, I rarely get to that point in the game. <laughs> well, when you pick a game and play pretty much exclusively that game for four freaking years right <laughs> you've put a lot of time uh, into destiny too it's, it's kind of yeah like wow yeah been doing a lot yeah no there's there's a site for wasted on destiny wasted uh, on and destiny. It's, it's 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 time wasted on destiny and basically it's it, it it's it keeps track of the amount of time you've played, and if you delete a character, that's how much time you've wasted. <laughs> um, I've spent 2,289 hours on Destiny. Uh-huh. And, and I want, want you to know, this is not including time just sitting in orbit. 
or like just sitting waiting in a social space. I have played 2,289 hours of active gameplay. Shooting things Destiny. Shooting things Destiny. I have over a thousand hours AFK. <laughs> oh my, how, how do you even keep track of this? <laughs> the, the, the site keeps track of it. Oh my I, gosh. I think across all three of my characters, I have 1,078-ish hours A thousand hours, hours AFK? AFK? Uh-huh. Do you just, like, and have it 2000... on for music or something? No, at, at some points I, I was actually just AFK grinding. Uh, but, you know, occasionally I'll just I'll forget about it. Or I'll be waiting around for people um, to to join in and stuff. Right. So, like, time spent in-game is closer to 3,500 hours. And how much time wasted? Zero. Because I have never deleted a character. Jesus fuck. <laughs> That's all on one character. Yeah. Uh-huh. God. When you said time wasted in Destiny, I thought this was going to be like a Destiny 2 anonymous thing. Like, like people who have had their lives ruined <laughs> by Destiny. <laughs> yeah. No. And and there are people with more time than me, but, you know. Who cares about them? We're talking about you. Who cares about them? Yeah, there. <laughs> the guy I was playing with the other night, we were talking about... Um, there was a recent thing. They're they're changing a lot of the ways that you gain reputation with with certain factions. And they're th when the game first came out in D one, you there was like reputation ranks, and it just kept track of of as you did things, you would gain XP towards those reputations. When D two came out, uh, everything switched over to tokens. So you would earn tokens through things, then you would give the tokens back. Well, they're doing away with that and going back to the first way. So. You had to get rid of all your tokens. Although I'm gonna keep a couple just for you know. I've I've got a little uh, museum of of past things that don't do anything anymore. Weird bullshit um, Destiny used to do. Yeah, so I I you know dumped them all into the 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 faction character and uh, got a whole bunch of items and armor for it, and almost all of it was trash. So I deleted it all, which gives you shards, legendary shards. The guy. Uh, I played with the other day has already done this and they have been playing since D2 came out. Wow. And they have on average about 4,000 legendary shards. That's a lot. I, I have over 20,000. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not even, like, people have way more than that. But still, you have that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> 20,000 yeah. of anything is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jesus. So, yeah, I play this game too much. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I definitely do. Tell me about No More Heroes. You been playing a little bit more of that? Oh, yeah, No More Heroes. Uh, I did two more bosses, and, and then I, I set the game down for the other game that I played this week, and then I haven't touched the Switch since. Um, 
the first boss I fought was um, her name is Shinobu. She is a a a teenage girl. Um, for a little bit of diversity, she was black, so that that was like the first like person of color you fought. And, okay. And, and the only real characters in the game. Man, are why is this game so political? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh. also, she's the first one that you don't kill. Um, like you beat her, and you cut like one of her arms off. I think the arm she was using to hold her katana. But mm-hmm. um, like Travis leaves her alive, saying that like, like she's not as strong as as she could be, like. It'd be more fun later to like kill her when she's at her strongest. Mm-hmm. So th- that was cool. It-, it was also like I'm playing on the easiest difficulty. I don't have access to even the hardest difficulty, but I've never played a game like this before. So I went with the easier difficulty, and that was uh-huh. the first time that I died. Um, Cadence was actually in the room with me on the computer when I was fighting her, and she was looking over and she was like. This fight seems kind of easy. I was like, yeah, a little bit. And then I reached a point where I had to charge my beam katana. So <laughs> I had to stop fighting and I had to jerk the saber. Right? Yes. And I did that. Yes. And Shinobu took that opportunity to fuck my ass up. Um, like, she did this attack where, like, you can't escape from it. It's like a, like, once she triggers this, it just happens where she attacks you from all different angles. And it did over half of my mm-hmm. health. Oof. And I was like, Jesus. And I was like trying to block her attacks and shit. But then she try- She got off another one and killed me. Like just one mistake leads you to death with her. Um, Gross. Yeah. But the, the, next, the next time I went in there, like I just broke a crate to recharge my battery instead of like jerking it. And, mm-hmm. and I was able to avoid getting caught in that attack. So, that was fun. Um, and then the next guy I fought, was his name was Destroy Man. <laughs> That's a stupid name. That's a stupid fucking name. And he is... That's a really stupid he's name. stupid as shit. So, like, you, you go through the subway station, and you end up at a, uh, a film studio in order to fight him. And... And you reach the film studio and all the people in there, like the actors and the directors and the the crew and everything, they've all been murdered. There's blood everywhere. There's bodies everywhere. And there's like a a post office guy just standing there. And he turns around and he has like a casual conversation with you. And, And then like he asks you to turn around for a second so that he can change. And Travis is like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, really, really, just a second. Just turn around for a second. And Travis is like, all right, fine. And he does that, and immediately a laser shoots past him. (laughs) And then he turns around, and the guy's wearing, like, a superhero outfit. With a... a, He has a crotch laser. (laughs) And he, he was very difficult to fight, like... Um, he has like an electric shock attack that can hit you when you're close range. He has the crotch laser that charges up and can hit you from across the large studio room. Like, 
Mm-hmm. So you can't really uh, you can't really stay too close to him. You can't stay very far from him. So you have to constantly be dodging and weaving. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I beat him first try. He was fun though. That's good. I sliced him in half. Like now uh go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like the way you kill him, like uh, Travis stabs his beam saber saber through him and you think like, "Oh, he's done." But and then Travis turns around thinking like, "Oh, I'm done." And then Destroy Man is like it, he pops these like little mini guns out of his shoulders. And he starts shooting at you, but immediately Travis slices him in half um, lengthwise, and he falls to either side with the the guns missing you. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. So what were you going to say? I was going to ask you about Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, I see. Because... I didn't. I didn't know you were you were playing that game. Yeah, I just kind of randomly popped it in there. I was like, I've gotten my fill of no more heroes. Like today, I'll I'll play something else, and I just popped Super Mario Odyssey in there. Um, I've played it before, not on this Switch, so I had to start a new file. And like <laughs> even before, I never made it very far. Like I think I made it to the Wooded Kingdom before, and that was it. Um, my, okay. my, my play state, my play session took me all the way to the lost kingdom. Um, I got a whole bunch of moons along the way. I'm not very good at the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever a hundred percented it? No. Like I said, I've only ever made it to the wooded kingdom before. That's like the third uh, level. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I've never played the game, so yeah, don't know. Like lost kingdom is about halfway through the game. I think. Um, and, and I didn't do anything there. Like, I got there and I saved the game and stopped playing. Um, okay. Like, the game just feels very... Mario feels slow to me. There's no, like, sprint button or anything that I can tell. Um, maybe there is, but it's, if there is one, it's not obvious to me. And it doesn't tell me in the actions menu, so I don't think there is one. So Mario just feels super slow to me. And throwing the cap is awkward as shit. Um, like, it's... Even when you're playing with, like, the controllers in the dock, like, you still have to fucking, like, throw the controller around to throw the the cap and do, like, special moves with it and stuff. Like, it... <clears throat> I, I would prefer that mm-hmm. there was just no motion controls at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. I just, like... I really just wish that they would focus less on the motion controls and give me the option to just not. Yeah, or have a toggle so you can go one way or the other. Yeah, and I mean, maybe there is, and I just couldn't find it, but I couldn't find it, so it wasn't obvious to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. facts game facts game facts the facts about mike tyson's punch out that's what we're talking about today because john decided it yep yeah punch out is a boxing sports fighting video game developed by genya takeda at nintendo for the nes has has takeda uh made anything else yes 
Can you give me an example? Yes. It's later in the thing. Yes. I see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Originally an arcade game featuring Mr. Sandman. uh, Give me a dream as the final boss. Mm -hmm, Correct. (laughs) It had a sequel, Super Punch-Out, released later the same year with new final boss, Super Macho Man, Randy Savage. Nope, not Randy Savage. Not Randy it Savage. doesn't look like Randy Savage at all. But they no. called him Macho Man. It's correct. No, Super Macho Man. Super Macho Man. So he his his name is Super Macho Man. So he's beyond. But he does Randy not look Savage. like Randy Savage. Correct. <laughs> and this really is like Mr. Sandman. Give me a dream. No, it's, <laughs> it's just a a random character. Make I mean, it's it's Mr. Sandman because he he puts your lights out. I see. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Following the arcade versions, they released the NES version we all know and love. First as Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and then three years later, after Mike Mike Tyson lost his world championship championship. They let the contract drop drop with him and re-released the same game palette, swapping Mike Tyson's character for the new champion, Mr. Dream, and just calling it Punch-Out! So, I guess my question here... My question... Otherwise, it is the exact same game. Right. Just, they dropped the name and palette swapped him. Right. I I guess my question here is, when Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! first came out, is this before or after he bit the dude's ear off? (laughs) <laughs> I think before. Okay. <laughs> uh, let, let me let me do a little bit of research on that. This is really when important did to me. Mike Tyson bite ear. So that was in '97. Yes, it is. It is before. Okay. Because <laughs> because Mike Tyson's Punch Out came out in '87. So ten years ten later. years later, he bit someone's ear off. Yeah. I can't remember. Was that during a match, or was just that was that just like a thing he did? That was a during a match Jesus. during their second battle for the WBA World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> oh man! Super Punch Out was later released on the Super Nintendo, further confusing the list of games. And then, fifteen years later, the next version was called Punch Out again meaning there are three wildly different games called Punch-Out! and two different games named Super Punch-Out! Also, I hate the two exclamation points every time. Yeah. Because it is it is Punch-Out! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And Super Punch-Out! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. There's a lot going on in it. Uh Uh-huh. The game is very stereotyped, with the original name for Soda Papinski, the Russian champion, being Vodka Drunkinski, which, fortunately, at least that got toned down a bit before the console release. Yeah, that would have... Why? Yeah. Why, Nintendo? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's... There's a lot of of stereotyped names, but some of them, like like that one in particular, was just that's too far. Meh. Yeah, yeah, and like like Don Don Flamenco for the Spanish one. I mean, like, come on, 
it's 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 ridiculous. But does he also wear a at least it's not like vodka Drunskensky. No, he has a rose in his uh, teeth. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I I've uh, seen a bit of the Wii game. You, also, you fight, and it's still very stereotyped. Pizza, pizza pasto, ravioli mafiosi. You know, there's there. It's very very stereotyped. Yeah. Uh, Mario, famously cameoing as the referee for the game, was not actually supposed to ship with the game. He was added by Genyo Takeda during development to fill the role, but was never cleared for permission to be added. Then, nobody caught him in the final testing before release, so he just got released in the game. Yep, he just sort of came out. like, And then later everyone went, oh, I guess... I guess Mario's a referee now. I guess we'll add that to his list of achievements. He's also a doctor, a golfer, um, I'm guessing... Tennis player. Uh, yeah. A soccer player. Soccer. Yep. Yeah. Football. F- football. Football. I mean, let's, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plumber. I mean, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, full-time hero uh <laughs> it here here's here's the thing though is is he a uh construction worker or was that his dad you know what i'm gonna go with his dad because okay because if we take of the same name yeah if if, if we take um the the donkey kong cranky kong thing as canon also to the Mario universe, then I assume that would have to be Mario's dad, or even his grandfather. It it would it would be logical that that's the yeah the route yeah his dad or grandfather is also named Mario Mario. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Mario Jumpman Mario followed by Mario Mario. <laughs> Speaking of Genyo Takeda, he is considered to be Nintendo's first video game designer as he designed their first arcade game, EVR Race, a six-player arcade game in which players predicted whose horse would win. That's not a game! It is. No! It's not a good one, but it is a game. You're just predicting It, it was an shit? arcade game. That's just, that's just gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's no money involved. That's even worse! <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Just watching little, little like eight, four, two bit sprites of horses going across the screen. Oh, I wonder which color no. is going to win. No, it was actually like 16 or 32 bit because it was an arcade game and they had multiple oh, power. Oh, that's then. right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, tiny additional weird gaming history fact he would later design the Popeye arcade game which Nintendo had previously attempted to do, but couldn't get the licensing for at the time, and so made Donkey Kong instead. That's cool. Yeah, I, th- this was something that, that actually I learned, because I everyone everyone knows that Donkey Kong was originally supposed to be Popeye, but they couldn't get the license, so they just changed the sprites, and, and it became Donkey Kong. Right. Turn Popeye uh, into know, Mario, turn oil. Bruno into Donkey Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and olive oil, you know. But I didn't know that they actually later went through and made the game. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the very next year they they finally got the license, and it's 
it's a very similar game. They're just and like it's, let's, it's different. Let's just do the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's they 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 resprited everything, and it's it's a different game. Okay. Uh, but but it, it's it's similar enough that it didn't do too well. Like I mean, I guess it did really well when it was first released, but then like it got reviewed poorly by you know arcade reviewers because they're saying because, it's just Donkey Kong again. Like yeah, they're, they're saying this. this is just too. This is too similar to Donkey Kong and all the other games that that companies made that were similar to Donkey Kong. Right. Why would we play this when there's six other machines out here that are the same game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Following that, Takeda would have a small role in the company going forward, only making small contributions like the Star Tropics series. Literally inventing the save system for the Zelda system. Okay. And thus the future of all games. Inventing the N64's analog controller. I thought you said a small role. <laughs> Which became yeah, the basis of small all things. analog system sense. Designing the Wii. And was such a foundational member that he was chosen to be co-director of Nintendo alongside Shigeru Miyamoto following Satoru Iwata's death until a full-time president could be found. Yeah. That's not a small role. Small small character. Like, I don't don't actually know uh, what Star Tropics is. I've heard the name. Um, Yeah, it it was a popular action game for the, I think, Super Nintendo? But if he created the save um, system for Zelda, then he created the modern video game. Yeah, because <laughs> but before Zelda, before Zelda, you could not save. Yeah, saving did not exist. At best, the, you the have closest a you could get was password. Yeah, yeah, which is not saving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he he invented the mechanical uh, save and and apparently the analog controller. Correct, and the analog controller as and you know analog sticks existed before. Those were the first games where you know Atari. That's an analog stick. Well, that's a joystick. But it's not. It's it's well, which is an analog stick. Yeah, but but it's the, giant. You know. Yeah, the modern Xbox controller has a direct line of design from Genya Takata. And then he designed so. the Wii. Like uh-huh. like he he invented it. He was a a strong like he he was I mean obviously there were multiple developers. Right. He was he was one of the main ones. He's actually the reason why instead of pushing to be like like Xbox and PlayStation do where they're, you know, the Xbox Series X has so many teraflops of this. The Wii was a huge step back in term like the Wii is less powerful graphically than the GameCube. Uh-huh. Like that's that's just the way it is. I know. The Wii is less graphically powerful. Uh and he's he's part of the push for that because he he he, he wanted to design the Wii less like a muscle car like all the other consoles were at the time right. and we're like a hybrid <laughs> and that's actually that's actually his words is he wanted it he designed it with the aesthetics and intentions of a hybrid he didn't want it to be power hungry he wanted it to be something that you know not everyone needs a um a, a big power hungry device 
they families just need a family car that gets around. And Functional, the Wii practical. was that. The Wii exactly was that. Was just a v- a a console that was usable by literally everyone. Right. <laughs> and guess what? The Wii was used by literally everyone. Uh-huh. Everyone bought the Wii. Your grandmother bought the Wii. Your great grandmother bought the Wii. <laughs> I have a Wii. Your kid sister bought the Wii. Yeah, everyone had the <laughs> Wii. Um, because it was approachable by every person, and that's because of Genya. Jesus. How, you just stumble across these, like, huge names. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> actually, I'm yeah. going to say you probably knew this about Mike Tyson's Punch-Out beforehand, but this isn't the first time that you've... um. Uh, you've uh, like picked a game and somebody involved with the game turns out to be hugely um important to all of video games like uh yeah. calling back to Yoshi Okia uh video game yeah. hero <laughs> yeah i mean he invented video games yeah. so <laughs> uh him and Genya Taka- Takeda apparently <laughs> yeah um, a little bit after after its release, it was accused of being the cause for the dangerous malady Nintendo Neck, which we can get alongside the other dangerous maladies our media has come up with, like Hogwarts Headaches, Gamer Thumb, and Selfie Elbow. Okay, I understand Gamer Thumb. That's just like your, your thumb is sore, and they're saying like, oh, you're going to get Carpal Tunnel. The fuck is a Hogwarts Headache actually, or a Selfie Elbow? Actually... Nintendo Thumb is different from Carpal Tunnel. It's uh, Dick Ravain's Tennisinovitis. Sorry, I don't speak uh, doctor. But um, it's it's also known as Washerwoman Sprain. It's it's a different injury than the the other one. Oh, okay. Uh, Hogwarts Headache is based off... It is the unfortunate side effect of children reading more and for longer periods than they ever had in their lives. <laughs> so it's, it's basically, it's, it's tension headaches. I see. Which th- have also been called Nintendo headaches and video game headaches and Tetris headaches and yeah. It's, you, your child is using more brain power than evolutional, evolutionarily they have before. So, yes. So it it hurts the human brain to do that, but it's a it, mm-hmm. it would actually be a good thing that they're doing the like that they're getting these headaches because it means they're learning or they're they're challenging themselves in some way, right? Oftentimes, yeah. But not always. Like tension headaches can be a bad thing. So okay. In in general, what you want to do is not read until you get a tension headache or play video games until you get a tension headache, but to stop before that happens and slowly grow your 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 brain to that point. I see. Because w- it's it, you're exceeding the capacity of your brain. It's it's because of a good thing, but it isn't in itself a good thing. Okay. And uh, selfie elbow. Uh, uh, it's tennis elbow. It's tennis. Uh, it's also been called gamer elbow, and yeah, it's a- anything that moves the the elbow a bunch just it's a, gives you a chance to get that. It's a joint, like it, it wears down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and Nintendo neck, I guess, is just cricks in the neck. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a sore neck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's from like being on your um, like on the floor, laying on the floor in front of the TV and looking up. It's not good for the neck. Right. Uh, so it can cause some damage, but you could get it from literally anything doing, you know. Well, I, I think <laughs> like I get it a get... little bit sometimes looking at my two monitors because one is above the other. Yeah. Yeah. They really just come up with names for all sorts of dumb bullshit. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it, it really is. Just stupid Real dumb. as fuck. Um, most of the characters in-game have body doubles, such as with Soda Popinski, the palette swap of Super Macho Man, and Glass Joe, the palette swap of Kid Quick. Is he related to Kid Flash? No. Damn it. Wally West, get out of here. The only character not to have a palette swap is King Hippo, who has such a popular character, who was such a popular character, he became one of the leading minions of Mother Brain. Also, it's very yep. easy for Kid Flash to scram. Like, he, he's gone yeah, before you wow. tell him. <laughs> yeah. King Hippo. Yeah, one of the one of the leading minions of Mother Brain. Like in Metroid, did he make it into Metroid? <laughs> no, this is a this is a Captain N reference. Oh Jesus, <laughs> motherfucker! Mother- <laughs> Mother Brain is the uh, the big bad of Captain N, and and uh, King Hippo is one of the two main minions of Mother Brain. Who's the other one? Um, the <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say you're reserving that for next week. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <sighs> Dang. Oh, eggplant wizard. We I I knew we had talked oh. about them before. I just couldn't remember which of the ones cuz like Donkey Kong, which who we haven't talked about yet technically, um is for a time a a enemy and Dr. Wily, but a gun haven't talked about. There's there's several, but it, the main two are King Hippo and Eggplant Wizard. From Kid Icarus? Mhm. Kid Icarus made it up to the leading minion of Mother Brain, a random enemy from Kid Icarus. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that Eggplant Wizard is a random enemy. Egg- Eggplant Wizard is, is full-on a mini-boss. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. They're a big deal. A little bit. They're hard to fight. Alright, so, what we're talking about this week... It's been in the news. You've heard about it. It's the new Elgato Stream Deck, where they they actually made it where the stand comes off, and you can, which people have been asking for, because, like, the Stream Deck before, it's got that built-in stand, so it just takes up so much room on your desk. Um, but now, like, streamers been asking for it. Take off that, that stand, and you can hook it someplace, and then you just have access to it. And I, I think it, it's about the same price, so that's good. What else? What else are we talking about? Because like that was that was pretty quick. I don't know why you put this on here. John, I'm confused. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> really? Really? I, you, you don't know? You do you not know what an Elgato Stream Deck no, is? No, I really don't. Oh, okay. So an an Elgato Stream Deck is a um, it's a 
a panel of buttons. It's it's actually it's expensive, but it's really handy to have as a streamer. I don't have one yet, 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 yet. I don't have the money for it. Um, but what it is is it's a it's a device that basically runs macros when you press a button, and they're ba- it's backlit display, and each one of the buttons is a screen, um, where on your computer you can set up what the button looks like. So like oh, you, cool. you can just replace the button. So you could have a Steam button where you press it and it opens up Steam, or you could have a button. It, I mean, it's t- typically for um, streamers, Stream Deck, where you press a button and it makes you go live. And maybe, maybe more than that, maybe it tweets it out to all of your socials, sends you live, and puts you in the right. Um, uh, scene for your broadcaster, and then you've got another one to press, and it it like does all the the motions to getting you to a like back end like oh sorry I'm stepping away from my computer for a little bit one and you know and and it's it's just a they're macro buttons that handle a lot of the tedium of streaming just in one button. Okay, so this is like an um, expensive piece of cool hardware that is exclusively useful to people whose job is streaming yeah or i mean you can use it for for other things too like say you're a uh graphical designer you want to switch to uh a different thing and you instead of like setting up a macro for it you can just set up the macro on your stream deck so you're working with some art you need to change something that's normally 17 clicks press the stream deck it happens so it is useful in other things, but yeah, it's really for people that are on their computers doing relatively specialist tasks over and over again. All right. Um, anyway, we've uh, so, this has been an extended but knowledgeable and informative bit, but we're actually talking about the Steam Deck. Oh, oh, the thing that came out the same day Elgato released their most recent version of the Stream Deck? Did they really? Yes. Well, I mean, just a little bit after Elgato released this information, Steam, uh, or Valve, I guess, announced their Steam Deck, which is horrible. It's horrible. It is so confusing. Why have a Steam Deck and a Stream Deck release on the same day? I hate it. Also, Stream Deck existed before. Steam Deck's a terrible name. Come up with something better. I hate you, Valve. Anyways, we're talking about the Steam Deck today. Okay. Uh, I mean... (laughs) John, we we both have like pretty <laughs> sometimes clearly defined roles in this uh this this here podcast. Um, yeah, I tell jokes and you tell stupid video game stuff. Well, hey, uh, I was gonna say uh, I have opinions about everything, and you know things. So, Correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is what is your uh, take on the Steam Deck? All right, so before we start, we should touch a little bit, like just barely, on just mobile gaming historically. Right. Just just as a as a sector of gaming, mobile gaming is a thing that is unique. So just gonna blitz through this as fast as I can. 
started with Game and Watch and other LCD games. Jesus, you're going really far uh, back. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like this is this is where it was. Like people put these out and people went, "Oh, cool! I could play arcade games in the palm of my hand," and they did pretty well. But like, they're not going to get as as good as other things. And then Nintendo released the Game Boy, and Nintendo owned that sector ever since. Like, yes. The, Nintendo owns the mobile game. Well, Nintendo owned the mobile gaming sector, but we'll get to that. So I'm guessing there, that has there's, to do with there's really, yeah. yeah. So then, then we got things like the Atari Lynx, which we've talked about, the Sega Game Gear, which nobody talks about, uh, but it was popular. Uh, more Game Boys, Game Boy Color, uh, the Neo Geo, the Wonder Swan, which were big names, but they didn't do well enough, so they died. The GBA, then flying. Yeah, GBA is is pretty much, in my opinion, the best mobile gaming system. Yeah, especially the SP with the backlit screen. That that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Forget the wide one. The wide one was trash comparatively. Yes. Like that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the DS. DS was kind of cool. Uh, weird but cool. Uh, then PSP, PlayStation got into this. Uh, then there were some stupid ones like Gizmondo and, and stuff. And then PSP Go, the Pandora came out, and that's when people started doing more of a laptop thingy, uh, uh-huh. which the Razer later went on and did. Nintendo 3DS, which is so new good. Nintendo 3DS, which is stupid, but it is slightly better. Yeah. Um, PS Vita, which didn't do as well. It's an amazing piece uh, of so hardware, PlayStation but dropped Sony out. dropped it. Yeah, and 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 so like we're we're getting like progressively far along. But if you notice, the main key point here is that Nintendo shows up a lot. Uh, the the modern ones are the uh, technically the PS Vita, although it, the the uh, twenty nineteen was the last time that they start that they produced any hardware for it. Yeah. But it's it's still modern. Uh, the Razer Switchblade, which is just a laptop, but small and gaming only. Small. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it runs it runs Windows Seven. Um. Uh, but it's wow. And it was never released, and technically, it's still in production. What is this? Twenty ten. We're running Windows Seven. Twenty eleven actually oh, was when it was unveiled at CES. <laughs> Uh, the Nvidia Shield and the Switch. Those are those are the main modern ones. Man, I wonder which one um, of these this like, one's cribbing off of. <laughs> and and the the other one to mention is Xperia Play, which was a smartphone. And that gets to that that was the mobile gaming history in order, sort of. So there there's five main routes into the sector. Although Really, only four now, due to the way gaming landscape has changed. Um, the The main one is consoles. Uh huh. So like PlayStation and um, Xbox and Nintendo, Nintendo and and yes, sort of Xbox. They've they've got an option that I'll talk about in a minute. Um, so like those are those are the console ones that like they are big manufacturers. They know what they're doing and they put it out there. And we've got some of them. Uh, they're like the the sort of like tangential route into this is the market breachers, and these are the things like the Neo Geo and the Wonder Swan, 
and the Game Gear, although Game Gear was technically a console one, but, like, these are ones that, like, did really well, but they had nothing backing them. Right. So, like, people rave about Neo Geo games, but they, like, (laughs) they didn't have enough backing them, like, the NES or the SNES or the 64 or any of those things to actually, like, keep them alive and push their market share out there. So, Neo Geo, big games, big names, gone. Wonderswan, same deal. Um, and, and Market Breachers are gone. There's there's none of those out there. <laughs> there. There might be a couple, but, like, in general, that's not a route to the sector anymore. No. The third big one is phones. And that's the hugest one because smartphones own the mobile gaming sector now yes i mean nintendo's still out there and the switch is still extremely popular and the heck the 3ds is still extremely popular um the 3ds is so but, good with rpgs like jesus fuck so good yeah but it's still like phone everyone's got a phone and that's how they got you was that everyone has a phone and everyone has to have a phone and, and everybody is bored hey, on a subway or something with their phone as the only thing they have in their hand. So why not play a game on your phone? Exactly. Uh, and I'll get back to phones in a minute. Um, then there's <laughs> there's technically another one, which is the um, the emulator uh, sector, what? which is like like the Dingu A320, which the is Dingu? a game console. Yeah, it's a it's a Chinese ripoff um, that I I used to own, and it's there's there's lots of these, but they're they're just micro sized gaming handholds. Uh, they they look like the Game Boy Micro, uh, but they've got a whole lot of software in them, so they'll you can like play music on them, you can do radio on them, but also and most importantly, they're emulators. So you download games to them, and you can play. Neo Geo games. You can play Game Gear games. Uh, you can play Game Boy and NES and SNES games on there. I was gonna ask and, if I could play Golden Sun. Yeah, and and yeah, I, it had GBA as well. Oh, so I could so, play Golden Sun. Like, but but it plays ROMs, and so it's it's a weird legal side point of it. Um, but there's there's a lot of of these emulator handhelds that get released by small companies and they're popular because hey i don't have a working version of pokemon blue or whatever because the battery doesn't work anymore so i'm just gonna get this rom and play on similar hardware running on an emulator and i can play as many games as i want without having to have cartridges and stuff it's nice some people still develop for them like there are there are some small little indie devs that'll make games specifically for these things, and most of the time it's it's like I'm making a Nintendo ROM and I'm just gonna push it out there, and and people can play it on a Nintendo system, um, you know, or a Nintendo emulator. So that's mostly what that is. But they're they're never gonna get big, right? Especially since phones phones also could do emulators. They're not as good, but. Uh, I've I've messed around with a few phone emulators. And the last sector here is what I call the the PC mobile gaming. 
And and that's like like I mentioned the Razer Switchblade, a laptop, which is just a laptop. It's a laptop. But this I'm not talking about a laptop. I'm talking about portable gaming devices that play PC games. So like the Razer Switchblade is one of them. The Nvidia Shield is one of them where they're they're game they're they're handhelds that stream games from somewhere else to your your controller or, or handheld. Does Alienware have one? Um I don't think so. That's so weird that they don't. Um uh, Well, I mean Alienware is owned by Windows. So Oh, okay. I don't yeah, they're owned by Microsoft. Now, with that, thank you for bringing that up cuz here we have the weird tangential console phone and PC mashup which is the Xbox Game Pass because Xbox Game Pass is a thing this is not an ad by the way also the when I mentioned earlier the Elgato thing not an ad although if you want to sponsor us please do we'll probably sell out we will probably sell out but (laughs) um, I can say good things about your capture card Elgato give me money (laughs) <laughs> same um but the uh the 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 game gear is is by or not game gear uh that's that's sega um game pass is xbox's subscription service it's the reason where, to get an xbox correct where they they give you free games every month you know as while you I guess it's closest to like Hubble Bundle monthly. I would I'd actually say it's better because like you sign up for this thing and then you just have a huge library of game like older games that you just have access to at any given time. Yeah, and first party games. Yeah. So like really good. And and also like I think it was like Destiny. You could play the f- like current version of Destiny for free. Um, which is like sixty plus dollar value, um, just just by you know having uh, Game Pass, and, and then like you said, they'll um, also give you access to like pretty recent games for free, like every month, just like how uh, yeah. PlayStation Plus does. Yeah, so it's it's a really good thing, and plus because it's Microsoft, it's Xbox doing this, all of these games are also playable on your computer. Yep. So, all the games on Game Pass you can play on console or on PC or both because they've got the uh, universal saves. So, you could just move the saves back and forth um, instantly. And, here's the kicker, they also do mobile. You can get the Game Pass app for your Android or iPhone and play those games streamed to your phone. I don't know that I'm going to be playing Gears of War on my phone, though. Well, you can... I mean, it, first of all, it's real fast, so it's, like, actually accurate playing it. <laughs> and, um... Second, you can you can use either... there. There's a lot of, um... I think even Razer has one where, like, you, you pull the thing open and it fits on either side of your phone, turning it into sort of like a Switch... And it's got uh, the controllers there, so you're just holding your phone with controllers on either side. Wow, um, works really well. Or you could just Bluetooth connect your Xbox controller to it. 
and use an Xbox controller. Because, like, it would be trash if you were trying to play with, like, touch controls. For, yeah, no, that's that's a garbage idea, which is why they don't allow that. You, you have to have a controller. But if you have Game Pass, you have a controller. You just hook it up to your phone. Right. Uh, using Bluetooth or use one of these other things that just hook into your phone. Um, but that's the, it's basically like the ability to play a PC or Xbox game anywhere. And Game Pass, they are really pushing to get people into it, and it's working okay. Um, even though it's pretty much the best thing that Xbox does. Well, the I mean, without without a doubt, it's like. It's the selling point for Xbox, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the problem, though, is that it's the only real selling point to buy an Xbox console. Um, because they have no exclusives. I don't know. I mean... They have no exclusives. Because everything that comes out on Xbox also comes out on PC. So if you have a computer, like, you can just get the... You don't need to have an Xbox. Correct. But, like, honestly, um, the... <laughs> The sales of hardware aren't the selling point for for uh, Microsoft. Oh, it's it's the software, especially since they have so many first party um, developers. Like they have Bethesda now, so they can just yeah. do all of those games. They own Skyrim, like, and all of they, it's different. <laughs> yeah, they. Any time someone buys Skyrim on PlayStation or Alexa, Microsoft gets a touch. Yeah, they, they get a little bit of that. Um, so it's they're they're really pushing for the software sales, and you you mentioned that yeah you know you're not getting an Xbox for that because you have a PC, but like you can't play your PC anywhere. Like you, you can just do that at your desk. That's true. But if you did this other thing, it would work fine anywhere. Because you have a phone. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the big push for that, and that's what, what I think more and more people are going towards, because, like, the Switch is the same deal. You can play it, uh, in a big screen, or you could just unhook it, use it as a portable, and that's the whole thing about a Switch, is being able to use it portably as a full console, all the games that are on it. Do you have a Switch, John? I do. Do you, what's your preferred play style with that? Do you like it docked or do you like to, do you like it in your hands? Uh, I generally play with it in my hands because I'm, I, like, I know it's going to be better on the big screen, but if I'm sitting at my TV, I'm probably doing something different. I see. In fact, I, I have, I've, (laughs) I've sat on the couch with a TV show on my screen, playing the Switch in my hands. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Um, yeah. And it, it works well, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but, th- in general, the the big thing to take away from this is that Nintendo owns the sector, phones own the rest of the sector and there's a couple things that are trying but failing like like the nvidia shield and and xbox currently xbox could pull through xbox could could make it up on top but they haven't so far yeah and then 
Valve comes out and they announce the Steam Deck. Hello, Steam Deck. And the we Steam finally Deck, reached you. Yeah, the Steam Deck is like a um, it's it's like a Switch, but without detachable controllers. Yeah, without de- detachable controllers, because they would probably get sued if they did that. Right. Um, but it looks a lot like a Switch. I mean, it looks exactly like a Switch. It looks exactly like a Switch. <laughs> but I'm worried. Oh? Because I like I like the idea of being able to play games not at me, my computer. Because, like, my computer has a, 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 uh, a super good gaming chair that is very comfortable. Not. Right. Um... And, and so I don't like to sit there for long periods of time, which doesn't help the fact that I sit here for long periods of time. But if I could sit somewhere else, that could be fun. Yeah, I, there, are, there have been times where I've been like, man, I really want to play Minecraft, but we're watching TV right now. And I know I could get on the Switch, but I don't want to own yet another version of it. <laughs> Minecraft everywhere. Have you played Alexa yeah, Minecraft I, yet? No, I don't think it exists Damn. yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> I I have played it on on my phone before. Um it's okay. The Minecraft Pocket version. Right. Um But yeah, like you know, there there have been times where I've been like I really want to play a game, but I don't want to be like I I'd, I'd rather be here with my wife than in the other room alone playing a stupid game by myself uh-huh. and and that's where the steam deck would come in where i could be like oh cool i'm gonna play kingdoms of amalur i wouldn't um on here and and just be in here having fun doing that um so i don't have to sit down over there i can sit on a comfy couch and be with my wife and and still do stuff together but i could also do the thing i want to but also like, I'm worried about Valve's approach to this because. Okay, here's kind of where to, I wanted to touch in too, because. Yeah, he, historically, <laughs> Valve has not supported hardware well. No. At all, the they they came out first with the Valve contr- the the Steam controller, which was not supported by any game, or by Valve. And it's not not without going and finding a community guide for it where someone has done 13 workarounds to make it work. Jesus. OK, and, and that's there. And, and that's how it is. Yeah. And that's how it is with every game is that there is no immediately plug and play capacity for this controller, which is terrible because all controllers should be plug and play. I mean, all Xbox controllers, you plug them in, and they work. That's whether they're first, second, or third party. <laughs> yeah. Even the PS4 controllers, it, like, I can plug that into my computer and play most of my Steam catalog with a PS4 yeah. controller. I have a adapter to plug in a PS2 controller, and it works immediately. But the Steam controller doesn't, because... Valve dropped it immediately. Like before it was they even released out, it, people really. bought it. They did not support it at all. Then came the Steam Box. Jesus. Which nobody nobody knew what it did. No. Like I I did because we <clears throat> we actually covered it in one of our um 
podcast at the time, which shows how long I've been podcasting. Like, I think it was supposed <laughs> Not to... Not here. I think it was supposed to put Steam on your, your TV like it was a console. Yes, it, it but it, it streamed it from your PC. Which is weird. So it was a... It, it was like a it was like a uh, Chromecast, except f- for Steam. Right. So it it steam it streamed Steam games to your PC. Um, then there's the Vive, uh, the HTC Vive, and then the the Valve Vive later. That's the VR, uh, thing? which is their 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 VR set. And honestly, I will say, it's probably the best version of VR that's out there. I've heard similar things. I like it's 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 probably the best that you can get, like the best experience you can get for VR. However, it's also a thousand dollars, and <laughs> nobody's gonna drop that on it. No. And also, it still doesn't have a whole lot of games or things on it. It's it's still relatively unsuccessful and unsupported. And then they're releasing this. Yeah. And and again, it's a controller. I mean, it's it's a controller with a screen attached. But they've done controllers before. They didn't support them then. A lot of these games are on there don't support controllers, or you know, they they have funky controller support as is, and. Uh, I worry greatly. Yeah. And, and and speaking of the controllers, John, does it does it look comfortable to play to you even? Because uh it's got a very it's got a very wide controller section, and that my, I'm a little worried about. What I'm worried about like, is how I could, high I, the buttons are. All of the buttons are yeah. way up at the top of the controller, like side by side to each other. Like you're supposed to hold it down at the bottom and then just stretch your thumbs out to the top. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I think if you're playing with those top buttons, you can you can hold it up there because you've also got the um, the shoulder buttons. Which, speaking of, there's something really weird about that. Where I'm looking on the the Steam store page for the Steam Deck. Same. And the image that they're showing is that it has, and I'm confused about this, either four or five shoulder buttons for each side. You have R1 and R2 and L1 and L2, and those are normal. They're in the normal places. They're exactly like you'd expect. You've got the L1 and and R1 are bumpers, and L2 and R2 are triggers. Uh Normal. That's, That's fine. Then on the back of it, down where you'd have, you know, your your pinky ring finger and middle finger holding it, you have two other buttons for each side. And that's closer to like the um, Xbox Elite controller has those extra buttons down there. And and that's that's always great. It's it's always good to have those additional things that you could control. Except they're they're marked R four and R five. <laughs> And L4 and L5. And there's no R3 or L3 that I can see on here. Yes, there is, John. And it gives you... Where? 
So it's one of two things. So it's either like a an Xbox or a PS4 controller where you can um, press the stick down and that's your L3 R3. Oh, okay. Or or there's this um the the buttons themselves for R2 and L2 are black, but if you actually look at it, you can see that there's white at the other part. So it might have some kind of like like maybe like PS5 type adaptive triggerness to it and maybe that's what they're considering. Hmm. Maybe. But if so they haven't told I, I bet you I bet you're right though with the the analog yeah, clicks. Yeah, I'm thinking that's it. But if that isn't it, it's it's that weird white part on the back of the trigger. Speaking of the analog they look like trash. Yes. <laughs> they they do they do not look comfortable to use. Plus, as mentioned before, where they're uh, the buttons are all up at the top. I think I think the 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 ABXY buttons are fine considering where you have to be holding it for the triggers. I think L four and R or L five and R five are going to be very difficult to press. Yes. Um, they're too far down if you're supposed to be holding it up near the, the top. Yeah, correct. And I think I think maybe the buttons are a little too high, but I don't think it's as extreme an issue. But what I do have an issue with is immediately to the left and right of those buttons are the analog sticks. Yes. Like, and it's it's not like on a PlayStation or an Xbox controller where it's offset down, where you rotate your hand to reach it. You're going to have to stretch your hand to reach the analog stick. And stretching your hand is what leads you to the dreaded gamer thumb. Gamer thumb bringing it back. <laughs> roll it back. Roll it back. Okay. But if it, if, if it was rotated down, it would be way more comfortable to use. Yeah. But I think they couldn't do that because they wanted to put in a touch section? On, I, on a mouse pad? On both sides, they wanted to add on, a touch pad like a laptop touchpad is what it is essentially yeah and if you're going to do that first of all just put it on the left i mean i mean what i would argue no game is going to have you that you could just make a touch screen well yeah uh, well yeah (laughs) i I think what it is i think it's i think it's if you wanted to do like a mouse sort of thing but here's the thing for years, people have been using analog sticks instead, and they work just fine. Yes. They're not great, so but they, they function. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like nobody's going to use a touchpad for that when there's the <laughs> the analog no, stick. L- like I like I was saying, anything you could want that touchpad to be for, you could easily just do with a touchscreen. Yeah, and I don't think that this is going to be, like, you you could say that maybe having all of these options makes it more approachable to people who have disabilities. No, I I think the amount of stretching a normal person's going to have to do is already going to kick it out for anyone who has any uh, particular needs. Right. So it's not accessible at all, because you're really going to have to stretch for it, Um, and because it's just... 
there's there's no kickstand for it or anything, so you can't like prop it up like a, a switch and use a controller that you know uh, a lot of like Xbox for instance has accessibility controllers because they care about people being able to do things, <laughs> and so you could use one of those on on like Game Pass or something. But this does not look like a controller that's accessible. Um, this, this looks like you're only able to use this if you are a, a cishet white male. (laughs) Like, like, this is, this is so specific of, like, you, you've got to be perfectly fine with everything in, in order to be able to use this controller, and you can't use it for long anyways because it's going to destroy your thumbs and all your joints. I mean... Um, Even going back to the um, analog stick, like I'm looking at the closer version of it, and the top of it seems to be smooth, which I don't think is what you really want for an analog stick. Like it's it it's an indentation, no. like a smooth indentation I, I, surrounded by grooves on, on either side, which I guess is supposed to be like if your hand starts slipping, like the groove is going to catch your thumb, but your thumb shouldn't be slipping. No, and it also doesn't look like there. There's a standardized uh, thumbstick at this point, and there are lots of like even even like Xbox and PlayStation uh, high end users don't like those controllers, and they buy other tops for them. Um, but I can't see any of them working on this, and I can't see this having enough of a market share for the companies <laughs> to develop something for it. Um, um, the little side note also is that they're doing, they're, they're doing Nintendo bullshit where they're selling the docks separately. You know, like how they, how Nintendo was selling, was it the, was it the Switch charger or was it the 3DS charger? They were selling it separately from the actual I, console. I, th- it was the 3DS. Yeah. Like they're doing that kind of bullshit. But I, I don't think... I don't think it's... I think it was the original 3DS, because I've bought a new 3DS, and it came with everything, and I've bought a Switch, and it came with everything, so... So they they stopped doing that. But yes, you you can get a dock, um, but also with that, that's... It's a pointless thing. Yes. Because if you're... Because, first of all... If you're hooking it up to anything, it's a USB-C dock, but... What are you going to hook that up to? Like, most likely yeah. a computer that you already have Steam on. Yeah, <laughs> or or maybe you're, you're trying to, to get the console experience and you're, you're hooking it up to your TV, which, you know, it has all those options. Yeah, I mean, my TV does it, have it has... a single USB slot. I could hook it up to that. No, 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 no. The, uh, that's, that's for charging, is the USB-C. Oh. Yeah. Um, the, this this plugs into um oh it says usb peripherals uh, it, it's it's yeah you've you can you can hook up usb peripherals and also uh it's got hdmi and display port oh, i see so you could you could run that to a tv and stuff um but my my point about that is that sure you can hook it up to that but what controller are you going to use um, I mean, seriously, if you're if you're gonna be hooking it up to your TV, that means you need another controller. I mean, this is actually which a means good question. you're gonna have you're gonna have a wired controller from that because P 
People stopped using wired controllers a long time ago. I, mean, I use a wired you controller. You don't buy... You use a wired controller at your computer. Yeah. You don't use a wired controller at your console, no. do you? No. no. I mean, it has a wire no. in it most of the time, but that's just to keep it charged. If I wanted to go across yeah, the room, I could. Yeah, you keep it charged. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's lame. <laughs> like, when you, you have... They, they, they have wireless controllers for a yes. reason. So... You you've got you can either use a wired controller or maybe it's got some sort of Bluetooth or something where you can connect another controller for it. But then why are you getting it when you could just use a console, or or you could just hook your computer into your TV, or you could just yeah exactly. <laughs> Especially for the fact that <clears throat> it, it comes in three different varieties. Uh, ranging from $400 to $650. Yeah, it's it's very pricey. Um, it's very pricey. Like, it starts at the price and of... Actually, that's more than $100 more than a Switch, isn't it? Isn't a Switch like $300 or is it $400? I don't remember. I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, yeah. You look it up real quick. Uh, how much is an Xbox Series X, though? Like, new, not stolen. Um, Series X is 500, Series S is 400. Okay, okay so yeah, you can get a, for a, can get a for Switch a series S, for $300. It's $299. Yeah. Um, and most of the uh, indie games are already being put yes. on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like, so $400 or $300, you could get a Switch. $400, you could get a Series S which works just fine. Like, I know it's not the, the top tier, but it plays all the games. For $649 uh, at the high end of the Steam Deck, you can get a PS5 with, like, all of the peripherals. Like, a, a bundle of the PS5. Yeah. And it probably comes with a game or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like another controller, like, a game. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and the the only difference here is is uh, the amount of storage, yes. which is a huge oh, wait, difference wait. when you consider that Steam games take up a ton of room. Wait, that's not that's not true, because this actually pisses me oh, off even right. more. Is that the two higher versions? One have something called faster storage, which I guess is because of the solid state drive that they only put into the higher versions of it. But the $649 yeah. version is also the only one with anti-glare glass. So it's it's mm -hmm. the only one that you could use, like, functionally in daylight, I guess, because uh, glare is really bad <laughs> on a handheld. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so it goes from 64 gigabytes to 512 gigabytes. Now, I'd like to point something out real quick. On the $400 one, the 64 gigabyte one, I could not play Destiny on it. No. I, I couldn't. It could run Destiny, but it can't store the 66.17 gigabytes that is Destiny 2. I mean, 2. I think if I, if I downloaded Pillars of Eternity onto that, that would be like the system. It would just be a Pillars of Eternity yeah. system. And Destiny 2 isn't unusual here 
That's that's not a shock of like, oh wow, you can't put Destiny on it. Well, oh well, there's still millions of other games. Yeah, but most of the big games, like, and I don't mean just in file size, I mean in the name of them. Like, how big this game is market share. Yes. They're gonna be big. You, this is a, you could put a hundred little indie games on here, or you could put one, maybe two big name games on it if they fit. Yeah. And then then you're going to have to talk about, like, all right, I need to uninstall this game so I can uninstall another one. That's not happening. That's Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> At all. No. Like, the, the only version of this that is worth buying is the 512 gigabyte version, but it's too expensive. Yeah. And... and yeah, that's that's an issue, is uh, especially with the the anti glare and, and other stuff. I don't give a shit about the exclusive virtual keyboard no, theme that comes with it. Um, but the the solid state yeah. drive that um, the two fifty six and the five twelve have over the uh, the sixty four gigabyte version, which uses an eMMC, which I don't know what the fuck that is. It's a slightly fancier SD card, yeah. basically, like. like the, the solid-state drive helps a lot, particularly with that faster storage they're talking about. That's where that comes from. But the, the, the yeah. anti-glare glass is really important for any modern fucking handheld. Yeah, and, and that needs to be on all of them. And, and really, that needs to be the only physical difference aside from the SSD. Because I'm, I'm okay with them charging more for a, an SSD. SSDs are expensive. Yes. Uh, especially in VME, they can be expensive. But I, I will say to Steam's credit, um, oh, there is an SD card you, slot, so you can just add more space. There, there is an SD slot or micro SD slot, yeah. rather. Um, you can technically upgrade the internal storage because on all of them and I think it is true for on all of them including the one that doesn't come with an NVMe SSD uh it has the slot on there for the NVMe SSD so if you're handy and it's not too handy it it's not unreasonable to consider that someone would do this uh you can open up your Steam Deck and slot in an NVMe SSD because it is a standardized slot you can buy an SSD and upgrade your your memory. Yeah, you could. So you could, but unless you buy the six hundred forty nine dollar one, you're not going to be able to play it anywhere but in your room facing a wall away <laughs> from lights. Because if there's a light source behind you or tangentially to you, you're going to have trouble. Yeah, the glare is just going to murder your experience. Yeah, and maybe you, depending on the game. <laughs> uh, and, like, I, I appreciate that that at least they, they leave that option open for you. And I appreciate the fact that, like, the, the Steam Deck is definitely, like, the ability to play your computer games elsewhere is definitely in demand. Yes. It's definitely something people want to do. And I don't just mean be able to, you know, put it on your TV screen because there's a hundred thousand things that do that way cheaper. Like, I love the idea like, of the Steam Deck. I love the idea of it. 
with, with with a little research, I could put less than fifty dollars into it and have my Steam games on my TV and be able to play them with a Bluetooth Xbox controller yeah. without even having to move my computer into the other room. It would still be streaming it, but it it would be fine for less than fifty bucks. But I don't have anything that'll allow me to play my games on the go. This just doesn't feel like it. And with the problems that Valve has had in the past... Particularly with hardware. Particularly with hardware. It... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna say it's a failure. I, You know, I could easily be proved wrong. But I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. There's some some issues with it. I do. Uh, the uh, going back to the buttons. There's a there's a couple of ones that I do want to point out that are kind of weird to me. Uh, yeah. There's the Steam button on the Steam Deck. Um, I presume that just takes you back to Steam. But since it's the Steam Probably. Deck, you could just call that the home button. It's kind of silly to label it Steam. Like, I understand it's going to take me back to Steam. It's just, it's a home button. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and up by the XY buttons and the uh, the right analog stick, there's also... What is that? Would you call that the start button? No, that's the options button. That's the button. options button. And it's, like, right there. It's yeah. right next to the X and Y buttons. Like, I can imagine yeah. people accidentally hitting that fucking options button. Just in the middle of gameplay, accidentally. Yeah. And I can't tell what the... Oh, is that another options button on the other side where the D-pad is? Um, I'm waiting for it to come back around. It's being very slow right, about it. Right, it takes forever. Uh... Uh, oof. I think that might be... Maybe it's a screenshot button? Okay. I would I buy a it, screenshot it, it's button. Got, it's got a square on it. So, I don't know what that it doesn't means. Show a it, it's got the of, stop sign yeah, on it. Yeah, it doesn't show a close-up of yeah, it. Yeah. So... It, it does have, on the screen itself, a picture of the button, and it says search next to it. Okay. So... I don't know what that means. <laughs> that could mean anything. Yeah. And there's there's also so there's like the three lines button which is is the settings or options right. button. But there's also a three dot button at the right. bottom what of the controller that? which is I uh, maybe that's push to talk, but that's a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, on what mic? A shitty fucking handheld mic? No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And it also doesn't show up on the screen at all as, as something and, to be And known, also, if it's so. pushed to talk, it's way too far down to be used during gameplay. Oh, yeah. And also on the that, wrong side. That would side. be a good... Yeah, the the settings button previously mentioned should be the button for push to talk if it exists. Yeah. Cuz it is something that you can accidentally hit. <laughs> uh hmm. I mean, I I have I, a I I'm, have an interest in it, 
I'm I will look at what people say about it once it comes out, but the information they have available for it right now and the pricing of it especially just tells me that like this isn't going to be knocked out of the park, I don't think. Um, no, and it's it's like whenever to be clear, whenever any new console comes out, I'm not the first one to go out there and buy it. I and, and that's not because I'm worried about you know whether there will be the proper games on it or anything, or or even a concept of like oh I'll wait until there's more on it and then I'll get it so that there's you know it's not a case of like the PlayStation Five which released with one game, maybe two, <laughs> maybe. But basically just one game for, like, three-plus months. Yeah. Um, that's not good. No. But I, I, my, my issue isn't that. My issue is just new consoles cost a lot. Yes. And I can't afford that. I can't afford that until Elgato or Xbox <laughs> come in and they sponsor it. No, but, like... Uh, <laughs> but, like, I haven't even gotten I just, a PS5 I can't aff- yet. Why am I going to buy a Steam Deck when I don't have a PS5? Yeah, and and I'm why in a case where I can already play all those games. There's there's not going to be any exclusives. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier the fact that Xbox sales are are low comparatively because part of it you is can that just play all those games on exclusives. your PC. Yeah, I mean I have a PC. I have Steam on my PC. I don't have to pay anything to play the games I already own. Now, sure, I can't play them at the gym, but I'm not going to be playing them at the gym. <laughs> I'm not playing them on the uh, the uh, the the tube, taking me someplace. I. But then again, you know, if I was going somewhere on a train, I'd pull out my Switch because. There's already proven versions of it that everyone has. Like, anyone that's into mobile gaming has a Switch. Yeah. Or they're lifelong phone users, and there's nothing getting them off of that. But that it's it's a sector that we, you know, to bring it back, Nintendo owns it. <laughs> and what ten- Nintendo doesn't own is the phone, and you don't have to pay anything for the phone. Yeah. Everyone has to have a phone. As far as console-based like handhelds, Nintendo has owned the market since the early 90s. It, Nintendo has owned the market since its existence. The thing before, Ninten- before Game Boy was Game & Watch, which is also oh, Nintendo. Yeah, so like the mid-80s, like else- they've owned it. Yeah. <laughs> And and before that, there wasn't anything. <laughs> it, it it really it really did go from Game and Watch, and then a whole bunch of other knockoff uh, LCD games came out. Some of which are you know okay. I've had multiple of them over the years, but you know they only have one game on them. And then straight from that to games Game Boy, and that never ended. Nintendo owns like, it. it. It has never they stopped had... making like sales hits fucking handhelds. From the Game Boy to the Game yeah. Boy Color to the Game Boy Advance to the DS to the 3DS and now the Switch. They're always the and best the PSP came out. And the P- 
PS Vita came out and the Game Gear and the Neo Geo came out and they were all huge, but people called them Game Boys. <laughs> your mom said, go grab your Game Boy or put down your Game Boy, regardless of whether you had a Sega Game Gear, which does what Nintendo don't, or a Neo Geo, which nobody would ever heard of, but... It, it it was always a Game Boy. The same way that because when, when Nintendo you need a bandage, your mom owns you it. Get a Band-Aid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is synonymous with like the sector is synonymous with Nintendo. They own it, and the the few things that try and push out the the Nvidia thing, Nvidia Shield. Uh-huh has done horribly it still exists because nvidia has lots of options and they can they can take the blow and they're not really pushing it they just have it there you can buy it you can buy it but it's not their money maker they're not worried about you know going out of business because their console didn't work this is this is just a thing that they have as an option and you know what it does the exact same thing that's this steam thing does (laughs) the exact same thing with a much better designed controller oh let me Uh, let me look that up it's called the oh what the hell did i just pull up i think i pulled up the code of google's website okay (laughs) oh gosh Oh, I don't even know if they've got the uh, the handheld still. They might have gotten rid yeah, of I it. Yeah, I looked up the... It's just called uh, a streaming media device, the NVIDIA Shield. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, here's me see. a picture of the controller. Um, N- NVIDIA Shield Portable is what it's called. Yeah. Oh, uh, and it's basically just a fucking... So, it's a PS4 controller. Yeah. yeah. Which works well. They, they, there's a whole company around that. They do it really well. Ooh, this one looks but, bad, though. This one has, like, a whole bunch of lines. Like, it's all polygonal and shit. That can't be comfortable to hold. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably easier to use than the Steam Deck, Yeah, though. I mean, and the, the buttons are you in can the play, places, at least. Yeah, you can play all your Steam games on it. You can buy used for like a hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> That's less than half of what the cheapest one does. Yeah, there's uh, as it is. There's just no reason for the Steam Deck to exist. Yeah, and I I applaud them because, like I said, it's something I wouldn't mind having conceptually, a way to play Steam games not at my computer or on the go i don't need it i i've there's a hundred other things that scratch that itch but conceptually the idea is nice but you're not really going to get the pc people into it because it doesn't have a mouse and keyboard and that's the only thing that they care about a pc person's ever going to use yeah that's that's it um, if you're trying to get console people, which are the people that like using, um, controllers and stuff, this then is a bad controller. they, uh, they already have a console and they're already like, 
if they're going to sit down, they already have an Xbox or a PlayStation to play, and if they're sitting at their, um, if they want to play the other games, they have a PC to play on, and they can c- plug their controller in. Yeah, I mean, if you have a it, PS5, I just, you have a computer with Steam on it. Like, <laughs> At its current price point, it has no market. And I, and I, this uh, the incredible thing is that it's really powerful it's a really powerful uh console that apparently steam's almost taking a loss for yeah like i know it it the the price point for this hurts them <laughs> because they're not really going to make anything on this which is is sort of the same deal with with xbox's game gear and and or not game gear i keep saying that game pass devices and stuff is they're they're working for the uh, software because Steam makes buttloads off of off software. Sales. I mean, all consoles are and this that's way. that's like they don't make money off of the the consoles for the longest time. Like for years, they don't they don't yeah. make a profit off of that. What they make a profit off of is people buying the games for the console. Yeah, or and and paying for. For, PlayStation um, Plus, Xbox Live, or PlayStation Plus, or you know stuff like that, but you know Steam isn't gonna get that. No, like Valve isn't gonna get that. It's Valve. Valve is the company. Everything they do is Steam, but they, sh- it's Valve. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just change their name to Steam at this right. point. Um, it's not like they make games anymore. Like, come on. No. Nope. <laughs> I I just they're. Their audience is taken by pre-existing things, and I want them. I I want them to succeed because I I like the concept. But but I don't think they to will. To be competitive, the highest version of this, like the one with the anti-glare glass, would have to be like three hundred dollars cheaper, and that's just not feasible. No. But that's what it'd have to do to be competitive with the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So. And, honestly, like, Steam games are good, and the developers out there, really yeah. good. Uh, all, all the indie developers, and all the big names as well, because there are a lot of big names on Steam. But Nintendo. Right. <laughs> Nintendo's games are a whole other thing. And if Nintendo has done one thing with the Switch, it's made gaming portably really good. Well, and so many of these and indie games on Steam are also on the eShop. Yeah. Like, I can play Hades on my, my Switch. I can do that. I, don't, I uh-huh. don't need a Steam Deck to play Hades portably. No. I mean, most most of the indie games are just already on switch and and that's that's the other thing is that like nintendo their their new games are not necessarily designed for they're 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 not console games they're portable games they're handheld games yeah some of them are are they're, they're all good they're all console game level but they're all designed specifically with portability in mind which you're not gonna get with the steam like Steam games are all designed with sitting on your ass in front of your computer playing them in mind. 
and it's a it's a different feel there there is a different feel in mind um i mean mobile games as well on 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 phones they're designed with portability in mind uh and just steam games aren't yeah so i guess we'll see how it it it, uh, it gets reviewed come december when it's supposedly going to come out um, I mean, even if we wanted yeah. to get one right now, uh, if we wanted to get one, like reserve one, um, apparently even the cheapest version of it won't be available until quarter two of next year. So, I mean, that's just not happening. Yeah. So we'll see what other people say, but yeah. I don't think it's going to, it's not going to blow minds. I don't think. No, no. So, anyways, we went a little bit long this we time. We did. We're past um, the two-hour mark. We did. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to for next week? Um, I'm supposed to get a collector's edition of a game called Chris Tales in the mail come the 20th. Um, so that'll be like a day before this gets released. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it's finally getting shipped to me. It comes. I think it's because it comes out on the 20th, so they can't get it to me before then. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, my my leather bound in red and gold copy of the the Omnibus Chronicles of Narnia is supposed to come this week too. Okay. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on uh, those. Okay. And I guess I guess cool. I'll also buy the the book that we've decided to read for light novel week in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess so. Since it's one I don't have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Um, John's minorly excited because he already knows what the book is. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm excited for um, next week giving myself a break because, well, that's not even true. <laughs> I mean, you should take a break. You've I was had hoping. a rough week. You've had a rough and also busy week. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was I was gonna take a break because um, my my coworker is going out of town, so it's it's there's less I'm gonna have to be doing next week. But at the same time, I have a stream scheduled for every single night. You did that to yourself. I don't know what to tell Monday, you. Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, like every single night, and I've got to be there for. Oh, I guess I don't have to be there for the Wednesday one. I can I can sit out for that. But hey, John, where can people watch those streams? Oh boy. Twitch.tv slash Gentleman's Gank. Oh. Yeah, you thought I was going to say Casey no, Moore, I knew, didn't you? I knew you, you were going to say Gentleman's nah, Gank sucker. when you said that you could sit out I, for one of them. <laughs> I was talking to the audience there. Gosh. What, what about I you? I was where can speaking find for you? the audience. Um... Wait, what was the question? Where can people find oh, you? Oh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash wombatmillennial, spelled correctly. It used to be spelled wrong <laughs> months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can find me at my my never-updated website, videogamewombat.com, where you can also find this show and our coffee, where you could donate so we could... Uh, Maybe one day get Elgato attention and Elgato money. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, why don't you uh, 
uh, tell someone who is a sellout uh, about this podcast. Get get someone who's a sellout to watch this, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if that was you can. Real clunky how you and said. We'll see that. you next time. Yeah, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Share this with someone who's a sellout. <laughs>